If you have your Bibles tonight, open to James chapter 2. Hallelujah. And we're going to start in verse 14 tonight. It says, What use is it, my brethren, if a man says he has faith, but he has no works? Can that faith save him? Now, in the, um, another translation, the NIV, it says this. We'll look right here. All right. Well, let me just read it for you. Uh, do you have it soon? ESV. Praise the Lord. Well, you know what? Let me just uh, let me just get that for you. It says this. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith? but has no deeds or actions. Can such faith save them? Another translation says, instead of um, saying works, it says action. It says, what good is it, my brothers, if someone claims to have faith, but has no actions to prove it? Is such faith able to save him? And we know the answer to that. Is such faith able to save him? No. Faith without action... Now that word save doesn't just mean salvation to go to heaven, but it means healing, deliverance, whatever you need. No such faith without actions is going to get you what you need. You're not going to get the results that God has promised you if you don't put action to your faith. And I mean, this is really, this is key. Because a lot of times we say, yeah, I have faith, I have faith, but I have faith for that. But if we just have faith and we don't have action, we have no result. And we're going to read that here in verse um, 17. Even so, faith, if it has no works or no action, is dead, being by itself. Can we have dead faith? We can have dead faith. Our faith can be dead if we don't put action with it. And dead faith is useless. Doesn't, it does us no good. We will not get the results with faith if we think that we're in faith, but if we put no action to that faith, we will get, we'll get no results. We won't get the results that we're looking for that God has promised us to get, or that we can get. Verse 18, but someone may well say, you have faith and I have works or actions. Show me your faith without the, the works or actions, and I shall show you my faith by my works or by my actions. Verse 9. You believe that God is one? You do well. The demons also believe and shudder. The, the demons also believe. They believe that there's a God. But they don't have faith. And they don't have action to that faith. Verse 20. But are you willing to recognize, you foolish fellow, that faith without works is useless? Are we able to recognize that we have to have action with our faith? Because if we don't recognize it, he calls us here a foolish fellow because we don't recognize it. Verse 22. You see that faith was working 
with his works. And as a result of works, faith was perfected. Faith was perfected or made complete, another translation says. Faith is completed or is perfected. How is faith perfected? By putting action to our faith. We have perfect faith when we put action behind our faith. And sometimes I think we, we forget, right? We just think, oh, I have faith, I'm, I have faith, I have faith. But do we have the action that goes behind the faith to perfect our faith? Because if we don't, it's just dead faith. And it does nothing for us. Verse 26. For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. So what's the difference between dead faith and living faith? Action or works. Action behind our faith. When we have faith, but we put some action behind it. And we know that Romans ten seventeen tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of Christ. So how do we get faith? We've got to hear the word. We've got we to take this word and we've got to put it in our heart. And as we take this word and we hear it and we meditate on it and we read it, it builds faith. And faith comes in our heart. But what are we going to do with the faith once it's in our heart? If we leave it, if we just say, I got faith, I, I, I built my faith, I was reading the word, I did that. Yes, I read the word today. I built some faith in that area. But if we don't put any action to it, it's useless, James tells us. It's dead. Dead faith. Smith Wigglesworth, I'm sure most of you have heard of him. He was an Englishman. It was, I read somewhere that, or heard somewhere that he had something like 20, somewhere around 20 people were raised from the dead in his ministry. That's, that's pretty good. Pretty good track record right there. He, he, he must have known something about faith. He must have known something about how to get results. And so, you know, I, if I see someone like that, I think, man, I can learn from them. And uh, it was said that he would, he'd be up on the stage and he would start pacing back and forth. And he'd say, faith is a... And with his English accent, it would come out say, sounding like hacked. Faith is a hact. But he's saying, faith is an act. Faith is an act. Faith is an act. Faith is an act. And then all of a sudden, he'd say, he'd say, the first person up here will be healed. And people would jump up, and they would run to the front, and they'd be healed. Well, was it them running up to the front that got them healed? No. It was action put to their faith. Action put to their faith. And some people might say, yeah, but, you know, God's the one that healed them. He is. But we have to have action behind our faith. He's the one that did heal them. But, you know, God's everywhere. So if he always heals, then why isn't everybody healed all the time? Well, people might say then, well, because it's not his will that he heals all the time. That is not true. We know according to his word that Jesus, every sick person that he met, says he healed them all. And Jesus only did what he heard the Father tell him to do, so that means that it was God's will that they were all healed, and it's God's will still today that we are all healed. But God set it up that where we, 
that we can receive what he promised by grace, but we must possess it by faith. So we receive it by grace, but to possess the promise, we do it by faith. Faith with action. Amen. So what if we believe, but we don't have any action? It's dead faith. Dead faith and it won't do anything for us. So it's a matter of putting action behind our faith. Well, you might say, well, how do I put action behind my faith? Well, start speaking. You know, if you don't know what to do, start speaking the word. Start speaking the faith that's in your heart. Speak it out your mouth. That's the first way to start acting. Then God might tell you to do something else, then do that. Amen? So with our faith... I've come up with four things that we need to do to get results with our faith. I didn't come up with them. They're in the Word. I'm just going to tell them to you tonight. But the first one is, is you must hear from Him. You gotta he- the first thing you've got to do is you've got to hear from God. So, you know, a lot of the things that we can hear from God, we can find in His Word. But some of the more personal things, like should I buy that car or that truck or whatever, we've got to go directly to Him to hear His voice on that situation. And when we hear it, then we act on it. But faith always begins where the will of God is known. So when you know God's will, faith begins there. So how do we find out what is ours and what we have a right to? Through the word. Through this word, we find it. So the first thing we have to do is we have to hear from him. The second thing we have to do is we have to receive it. What he says, we have to receive it. Now, receiving it, that's a choice. Faith is a choice. You choose whether to, or sorry, the first thing you got to do is believe it, sorry. You got to choose whether to believe it. Do you believe what he said about you is true? Do you believe what the word says? Because a lot of people, you know, you could go up to someone and say, tell them something about themselves or anything, and they go, man, I have a hard time believing that. Well, that's a choice, right? Because you can choose to believe it, but you might say, man, I just, I can't believe that. And a lot of people won't believe it until they see it. That's how our society has trained us to be. And I'll, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. That's not, that's not faith. Faith says, you know, I believe it before I see it. I think of Thomas, you know, in the Bible, he got the nickname Doubting Thomas because when they said Jesus was alive, he rose from the dead. Thomas is basically saying, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, he, that was his, his mentality. But we need to get to the place that we just believe it. Why? Because God said it. You know, Pastor Jonathan said this on Sunday. He mentioned how... I think it was last Sunday, how we just, you know what, sometimes we just have to believe it because God said it. And, and we don't need to question it. We don't need to try and understand it because sometimes it's not going to make sense to us. We just have to believe it because God said it. And when we'll believe it when God said it, then it makes it a whole lot easier to step out in faith in that area. So the second thing, you've got to choose to believe it. Third thing, you must believe that you receive it. See, there's a lot of people that can believe something. They can believe there's a God. But do they believe that 
God is for them. People can believe, you know, in things, but do they believe it enough that they receive it into their, into their lives? I mean, with salvation, right? How, do, how are we saved? By faith. But, it, you know, if someone could say, yeah, I believe there's a God. I believe Jesus came. I believe Jesus died. I believe that Jesus died and rose again. But if they don't ever believe it and receive it for themselves, that Jesus did it for them, that they need, you know, they need the price that he paid for them, if they don't ever receive it, then they'll never have it. So after we believe it, we have to receive it. And the fourth thing is we got to act on it. We have to take steps to receive what, what we believe. So the first thing, we got to hear a word from God. Second, we got to believe it. We got to believe that God said it, it's true. Then we got to believe that we receive it. And then we got to act on it and take that step of faith. Because faith, like Smith, Swiggle, Smith Wigglesworth said, faith is an act. Faith is an act. It's a doing. There is a doing to faith. Because if we don't do something, then it's dead. And it's useless. And it will not get us the results that we're looking for. Let's look at um, John chapter 2. Romans chapter 10 verse 8 says as you're turning there it says that uh, the word is near us it's in our heart it's in our mouth and it's in our heart that's that's the word of faith in our heart in our mouth and in our heart and it has to be in both places why because when it's in our heart we've put we've built faith by putting it in our heart that's how faith comes but when we when it's in our mouth when we're speaking it that's the action part. And that is perfect faith. And if we just have it in our heart, then it's incomplete. And it's not completed. Um, in this story, we, we see here Jesus' mother. This was Jesus' very first miracle that he ever performed. And uh, it was a wedding, and they ran out of wine. And I don't know why that was the first miracle, but it happened to be the first one. And uh, Jesus' mother you know, notices they're running out of wine. This isn't a good thing. It's a wedding. <laughs> and so she goes to Jesus and tells him, and he responds back to her. But then her next response is she goes to the servants. And in verse 5, this is what she says. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Pretty good advice, hey? Servants, you know what? Whatever he says, it doesn't matter what he says. I don't know what he's going to say, but whatever he says, you need to do it. And don't question it. Don't think about it. Don't try to reason it out in your head. Just do it. Just do it. And so what do they do? They, um, they go to Jesus and he says to them, fill the water pots with water. Well, do you think that makes sense? in the natural to their brain they're probably you know if they stop to reason it out and they stop to think about it they go wait a second you want us to put water in these pots but why are you getting us to do that they're out of wine not water but they didn't question it 
They listen to Mary and they, whatever he says, just go do it. And so what did they do? They filled them up to the brim and he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. And they took it to him. So they did it. They listened. They heard the word. And they obviously believed it because they didn't question it. And they received it and they did it. They acted on it. And they went and they took it to him. And we all know what happened as soon as he started to pour it out. It wasn't water that came out, but it was wine. But Mary had some good advice. And you know what? We can take that same advice tonight for ourselves. That whatever he says to do, do it. Don't question it. Don't try to understand it. Don't try reasoning it out in your mind. Just do it. You know, I think of Abraham in Genesis, I think it's chapter 12, and uh, God just comes to Abraham and he says, get up, leave this country, leave your family, leave your relatives, leave your land, leave everything, and go. Man, that's pretty tough, you know. It's like, leave everything, leave your hobbies, leave, leave your, you know, clubs that you're involved in. Leave everything and just leave your comfort zone and go. But the thing is, is God didn't even tell them where to go. You know, how many of us could do that today? It'd be like, but God, I need to tell the moving man where I'm going to. Like, you know, they're not going to like me just saying, go. So what do I do, God? Do I just say, okay, just start heading north. And if I'm going the wrong direction, you'll tell me. (laughs) But Abraham was obedient. And what did he do? He went out. And the thing is, is that because he was obedient to, to do what God had to, spoke to him to do, he received the word, and faith begins where the will of God is known. And so he heard the word of God, he knew God's will for him, he knew what it was God's will to do, and he just started doing it. Just started doing it. And then we can go on and later read how he became very rich. He had a lot of livestock and silver and gold. And then it didn't stop at that. But then he gave, he gave, his wife gave birth to a son, Isaac, who was like, you know, through him, Jesus came. So it got even better. Why? Because he heard the word and he did it. He had faith and he put action to the faith. And he got the results. He got the results in his life. And, 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 you know, and we can do the same thing. If we'll just know what the will of God is, if we'll hear his word, whether it be through his word or spending time in his presence and hearing what his word is and then putting action to it and doing it. And if we'll step out, just like Abraham, God provided everything he need. God caused him to become very wealthy. God, you know, gave him a son, which was a miracle in itself. And God will do that in our lives as well when we step out in faith. Amen. But not just when we we have to step out in faith. There has to be action. You know, we we see this throughout Jesus' ministry in the New Testament. And I'll just give you a few um, examples. You don't have to turn to them all. There's like five of them. But you can write them down if you're taking notes. I'll give you where they're found. But John chapter four, um, we see the the Roman of, or the royal official's son, and he's sick, 
And the royal official comes to Jesus and he asks Jesus to heal him. And what does Jesus say to him? He says, go your way, your son lives. So the royal official heard the word. He received the word from God. He heard it. Then it says, the man believed the word that Jesus had spoke to him and he started off. So the man heard from him. He believed it. And he had to have received what he believed. Because if you don't receive what you believe, you're not going to act out in it. And so he received it. And then what did he do? He went. And he, and he had to travel like, you know, more than an hour to get home. He traveled a distance. And when he, he got home, I believe it was the next day, and he asked his servant, well, when he saw his son and his son was well. And he said, well, when is it, when was it that he started to get well? And he realized that it was right when Jesus had spoke that word to go. John chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. There was a lame man at Bethesda. Jesus says to him, arise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man became well and he took up his bed and he began to walk. He heard the word, he did the word. John chapter 9, verse 7, the man that was born blind. Jesus spat on the ground and made clay and applied the clay to his eyes, and he said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam. So he heard the word, go, go, and he told him what to do. And so he went away and washed and came back seeing. Matthew 12, verse 13, the man with the withered hand. And Jesus said to the man, stretch out your hand. What did the man do? He heard the word. He did it. He stretched out his hand, and it was restored to normal like the other. Luke 17, verse 14, the story of the ten lepers. And they cried out to Jesus. And when Jesus saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. So he spoke the word, go, go show yourselves to the priest. And it came about as they were going, they were cleansed. So they heard the word, they did it, and they got the result. They heard it, and they did it, and they got the result. And, and you know what? It, it, this isn't, I mean, think of Peter and John, you know, and the man at the gate beautiful. And he, you know, asked them for alms, for money. And they, they're like, I don't, silver and gold we don't have. But we, what we have, we'll give you. And they're like, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And what did that man do? He rose up and he walked. And it's no different in our lives. If we'll take the words that Mary spoke to those servants to heart and say, whatever Jesus says, whatever God says, whatever his word says, I'm going to do it. I'm going to hear the word, I'm going to believe the word, I'm going to receive it, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to put some action to it. And like I said, if you don't know what to do, the first thing you can start doing is speaking the word. Speaking the word that God gave you. Just start speaking it out. If, it's, if, it, you, know, if you need healing in your body, find what God says in his word about healing and start speaking out. By his stripes I was healed. He bore my sicknesses and infirmities. Start speaking it out with your mouth because that's the beginning of action. But then don't lay around all day in bed. If, if you're healed, you've got to act like you're healed. And so you get up. And that doesn't mean that you don't need to rest, but that means that you might have to start acting like you're healed. Do put some action behind the faith. 
And if you'll do that, you'll see the miracles like Jesus saw in his ministry. We'll see that in our lives. We will see it in our lives. Because it's God's will. You know, and I'm convinced that we have a lot of Christians that just, you know, everywhere, everywhere, that might say, yeah, I have faith. I have faith. I believe. I've put, I've I've read I've read the Bible. I've listened to CDs. I've listened to teaching. You know, I've done all of this, and that very well can be true. But the, where they stop is they don't put the action to it. And James tells us if we don't put that action to that faith, it's useless. It's dead faith, and we won't receive the result that we want to receive. That God promised us. So tonight, the, the main thing that I wanted to encourage you with tonight is if you've been standing and believing for promises, for things that you know is God's will for your life, you know it. And you know God has promised you things. And you say, but I, I don't know what else to do. I'm in faith. I want you to examine what kind of faith you have. Is it dead faith or is it living faith? Because if, it's, if you haven't put the action to it, then you're not, that's why you're not seeing the results that God promised you. Action with faith equals results. Amen? Let's just close with um, James chapter 1. I know it wasn't very long tonight, but it was... It was good that the praise and worship went really long. And, you know, it, I, I just wanted to be right to the point. <laughs> James chapter 1, verse 23. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in the mirror. He looks at himself in the word of God. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. Verse 25, but one who looks intently at the perfect law, at the word, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer. An effectual doer. It literally means a doer of the work. The doer. He's a doer. He does it. He, he not only hears the word, he not only puts the word in, he not only looks at the word, but he does it. This man shall be blessed in what he does. If we will be, and I know we've heard this many times, but sometimes it's just a good reminder to examine our faith and say, am I really putting the action to it? Am I really, you know, sometimes it's easy to just, we know what the word says about healing. We know what the word says about our finances. But sometimes we just get lazy and we don't, we don't speak it. We don't act it. But God's, God put in place a way, a way to have perfect faith. A way to get results every time. And this was it. To hear the word to believe it, to receive it, and to act on it. Amen. Amen. Acting on our faith. Faith is an act. It's an act. It acts. 
It always acts. If it doesn't act, it's dead faith. If it doesn't act, it's not going to get the results that we want it to get. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. God is so good. And, and I hope that... Um, short devotional. No, it, you know, it, it wasn't. But it, I hope that the word that I spoke to you tonight encourages you that uh, to, to look at your faith walk and to examine it. Look closely at it and say, am I doing all that I need to do for my faith to totally be energized and, and doing what it's supposed to do? Amen? You can stand to your feet tonight. Hallelujah. Well, I believe we've received tonight. Amen. We had a wonderful time in the presence of God. You know, times of refreshing in His presence. Times of, of, of building ourselves up and edifying ourselves and, and just being built up in Him. And then we receive the Word. Amen. And the Word that... that uh, you know, the Word of God will always change our lives if we'll allow it, if we'll receive it. If we'll receive the Word, you know, if we receive it, then it changes our, it changes us. It changes people around us. It changes circumstances around us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's just close in prayer tonight. Father, I thank you for your Word. I thank you that your Word brings light and life to our lives. I thank you, Lord God, that, that um, as we have heard your word, Father God, I pray that this word will take root in our hearts. And God, it will bear much fruit. It will grow and produce a harvest in our lives. That God, it won't just be a, a word that falls to the side. But God, it will be something that we hold on to, we hold fast to, and that we don't let go. I thank you, Lord God, that, that, we, that, that you show us how to put action to our faith. God, when we don't know what to do in that particular situation, God, I ask you to show us. Show us exactly what to do and how to act out in faith in every situation that we come into in our lives in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God, for Pastor Jonathan and Tia and Pastor Brownie tonight. I pray for them and I, I join my faith with my brothers and sisters here. Father, we thank you for their safety and their protection. We thank you, Lord God, that, that you are working in their lives, that, God, you are their comforter, that you are their peace tonight, that you are their all in all. Everything that they need, I thank you that you are that to them. And, God, I thank you that you give them wisdom, that you, that you encourage their hearts in Jesus' name, that as on Friday as they're celebrating Mima's life, I thank you, Lord God, that it will be truly a celebration. That, Father God, all sorrow and all, all sadness will leave, Father God, and the joy of the Lord will be their strength. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. couple of announcements for tonight. Um, this weekend, we got a big weekend. Uh, ladies, we have a bridal shower for Echo Davidson. Um, if, you're, if you know that you're going, can you let Tina know tonight? Because we're trying to kind of plan how many like, people to plan for, and we really don't have any idea. So if you know that you're going to be there, can you just let her know so that kind of give us a little bit of an idea 
Um, and also she'll then be in contact because we do need some food brought um, for that. So she'll, she'll contact you and let you know what you can bring as far as food. Um, and then men, if I could get you guys to help us tonight by bringing out the round tables. I think we're going to start with six round tables downstairs, excuse me, and then the chairs, like these chairs up here, bring, um, put, what do we should seven? So put seven around each of the, the six round tables. If the men could do that for us tonight, that would be great so we can decorate them up. Um, also then on Sunday, we have a love feast. So everybody is welcome to stay and, and fellowship with the body of Christ here at the Word Church. So, you know, if you have food, bring it. If you don't, just come anyways, because there's always lots and, uh, you know, God's in the business of multiplying, so, hey, works for us. Um, and I think, Denny's not up here, but I think I heard that there might be seniors ministry this Sunday as well. Hemstock, what time? Not the early one, is it? Okay, well, you got a little bit of time. All right, so also the seniors ministry, if you can be a part of that, um, we will do that as well. Amen. And the rest of the announcements are in your bulletin. Amen. We'll be blessed this week. Have an awesome week. And uh, ladies, we'll see you Friday night. And men, we'll see you on Sunday, if not before. Amen.